Hello and welcome to a very spooky edition of RSF Radio. That's right, folks. It's the one time of year where we take a break from Street Fighter stuff and somehow try to tie that into scary movies. Uh, with me on the mic again, coming around another time, Paul Mide. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, thank you so, so much. Can't wait to tangentially try to make a reach and <laughs> make these movies fit into Street Fighter, but we can do it, we can do it. It's, it's always, a, it's a slight reach. It's, it's never, yeah. I don't think it's overreaching, but it no. is quite a departure from what we usually talk about on this show, it, which is like, you know, normal stuff throughout. This is the one day a year, folks, give me this. So <laughs> there's not really yeah. going to be any Street Fighter news. Uh, there really isn't a whole lot of news to begin with, really i mean we could talk about like project l news but that's not really street fighter news that's just nah. fighting game news sure. uh man people seem like really worried about prod they're like it's gonna take over the i'm like we're like two years away from seeing anything about that game at all so i i don't know yeah yeah hold on your wallet whatever you'll have plenty of time to line your wallets when you know <laughs> with all these new entries into fighting games yeah, like the whole landscape of the of what the FGC will look like will be totally different by the time it comes out. So, like, I'm not worried we'll, about we'll that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, yeah. As a, as a community, we'll hold hands and or thumbs or whatever. Yeah, we'll come back around to that. We'll come full circle on that one, which kind of brings us full to... Full circle? Yeah, yeah, see how I did that? That's what we call transition <laughs> in the biz. Um but no. So what we're actually talking about. So the the whole conceit for today's episode is scary movies that are uh, were in originally Japanese and then had a re-release in English. So it's like U.S. voices versus J.P. voices. You know how right. everyone has their own personal setting, their own personal preferences when yeah. it comes to to voices, which we should kind of talk about a little bit we before we actually... That. Exactly. It's like, is to you, and then even furthermore, it's like, to you, is Dictator Bison, or is he Vega, etc.? Yeah, you all see? these little little differences <laughs> between between regions where, you know, preferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have their preferences. Well, I mean, like, for example, I think Ken's U.S. voice is better than his Japanese voice. I think it's nice. more makes him sound like more of an asshole. And I think you're totally wrong. So, <laughs> oh, OK, I know he's a blonde dude, but he looks he just looks like he should be speaking Japanese to me. So he speaks Japanese on my version. OK, fair. And can we both agree? Ryu, Japan, Japan voice. Yes, yes absolutely. Although I mean, okay. no shade on Kyle A. Bear. He's a wonderful uh, voice actor, but I do prefer Ryu in Japanese. Yeah, the, yes. the U.S. voice is good, but it is there's some. There's a little bit more. Um, uh, yeah, he's he is the wandering Japanese warrior. You know, he's he exemplifies all that is. You know, I feel like you know that that emanation of like the you know the the Ronin, the Japanese rogue warrior. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot more range to his his vocal performance. The lows are lower, the highs are higher. The impact is there. Uh, actually, like and valleys. I like Mika's U.S. voice better than the JP voice. Uh, we have a personal relationship with that voice actress, so I'm going to say I like the Japanese better. <laughs> um, a story for a different time and not really for the public, but um, no, nothing wrong. But, uh, I just like the Japanese. Although, I, you know what? I like Sakura's 
Uh, I, I, I don't dislike one or the other, but I like Sakura's American or her English voice better. I just think it has a it, it has a um a cuteness, uh, like a, a well of cuteness that uh, I really like coming from the character. Um, that uh, again, like the Japanese voice accesses that as well. I just think it goes a little deeper with the with the English voice, and I just I just really like it. Just a preference. Oh, wow, right. the planes, the planes are descending upon me. <laughs> well, That's my they, fault. I mean, I'm in, I have my booth and everything going, but these are just right overhead. So don't worry, man. I, it's not even coming through. It's totally, it's oh not even God. spooky. I know, oh, right? So it's, just, it's just on. My, okay, so I'm being assaulted by ghost planes. <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. That's what's happening. Okay, it's good to know. It's just me. It's fine. All right. Well, regardless, <laughs> folks, it's time to get into scary movies. So, Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. I think I should do a spoiler alert at the the top of this. Well, before we talk about anything, I think that we're going to really dig into spoilers to actually talk about these movies. We uh, have to. We have to. I mean, like just the things that happen and the differences between them, I feel like are uh, enough that it would require us to talk about like the, the meat and potatoes of what's happening here in these films. Yeah. Uh, but the first two movies that we're going to compare is a 1998's Ringu mm -hmm. uh, versus The Ring, uh, which was 2002. Uh, the yeah. Gore Bravinsky, uh, the Pirate director. Pirates. One year before <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, that's like, that made me think about like, what the fuck has he been up to since <laughs> since Pirates of the Caribbean? And the answer well, is like nothing, he, actually. He got, <laughs> he got fired by Disney because the Lone Ranger was such a letdown, such a bomb. Let's he did Rang. Down. He did Rango. He went. He did, he did the Rango. Ring, and then uh, the Rang. Then, the, then, then Rango. Ringo. Yeah. The Rango. <laughs> yeah. There's a part of me that there's a there's a pun to be made there. I'm not smart enough to make it, but it's there. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, no, so, yeah. So and let's, just like that, his career his career died in seven days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right no. there after the release, after the release of of. of Oh, it's unfortunate how accurate that is. Uh, <laughs> but he the movie listened to his own film. <laughs> Seriously, though, uh, I think we should start talking about. Let's just dive into Ringu first, because that's Ringu. chronologically the first movie to to come out. Uh, do you want to maybe kick us off? Like, what's your what happened in Ringu? Uh, so, for those of you who don't know. Uh, the Ring franchise, including both Ringu and, and The Ring, uh, is a, a story of, the you know, in the late 90s, early aughts, where you come upon this fabled, this urban, urbanely legendary uh, VHS tape. And when you watch it, you see these disturbing images strewn in sequence. And afterwards, you get a phone call. It tells you that in seven days, you are about to die. The, 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 the skeleton is the same for both these uh, both these films. Um Ringu in 1990, 1998, it was fun. It, it's really funny that like how you, you can watch like some of these like trends take off, like how in, uh, you know, how many like in the late 80s and early 90s, there was a there was a plethora of killer dolls, um, yeah. you know, which is fun, kind of funny. You know, it was it was almost like it was like, you know, that sort of Reaganomics, like consumerism come back to kill you. It's just weird, like how, you know, these things kind of take off. And in 1998, this was like the first time you really saw like scary sopping wet ghost girls 
like ghost children who just like fell into a fountain. Well, it's funny um, that you say that <laughs> specifically with this movie because I think it was the first time that it made televisions. Well, maybe not television scary because like Poltergeist. Well, when, wait, Poltergeist, like, Videodrome. Well, to a lesser extent, Videodrome. But yeah. When did when did Poltergeist come out? Hold on. Eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah. Right. So, it's, so this is so kind of before that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Poltergeist was well before. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, but uh, and then other than that, I mean, then you, you do have two, you know, very similar but very different movies. Um, and uh, I mean, where do you want to start? Well, let's. Uh, I want to talk about because this was actually my first time. So I should also say that we're also going to be comparing Jew on the Grudge and from two thousand two, and the Grudge from two thousand four. And for me, uh, with all of these movies, I had only seen the English release of The Ring, uh, but that was back basically when it was initially really i hadn't seen it for so long so i had forgotten so much about it because i only seen me me too me too like and also holy shit that movie is so long uh did did not realize it is but it didn't drag and you know like and i hope i'm not skipping uh any any part of the plan but if we could you know we're talking about those preferences like uh are you uh you know dictator is it vega or is it bison i think for the ring i think i'm bison I, I I actually I I'm gonna I really I liked the American uh, version of the ring better than the Japanese Ringu. I have opinions about that, uh, yeah. and I'll get to that when we start talking about the English release of okay. the ring because there are while I I think I agree with you when watching the movie I was like I think I'm more entertained watching the movie the English version more than I am the the original Japanese, but then after the fact, thinking about things and thinking about my enjoyment of the movies, I actually think I enjoyed Ringu more than The Ring. Uh, but yeah, so I have a couple notes on, mm-hmm. on Ringu because it is a, it is a slow-moving movie. And very patient. Yes, it's very patient. And... It's it 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 was one of those things where it it, it was even like framed in such a way or like it done it, hard like to articulate like how different it was from <laughs> what you expect from a horror movie. Like there's even like the jump scares even are like the timing of them or like the hits on the jump scares are are off in such a way that is it's it, it's not like it's not like scary i don't know like you know what i'm talking about like when you watch yeah. the ring it's like you see the thing shows up on screen there's like a, a stinger and then boom you're scared and, Versus, yeah, it's, it's more startling in yeah the, the american version and whereas i feel like that the patience and and i feel like they're both like you know slow that's not a disparagement just just a, a descriptor right. um but yeah like i do feel like uh it crescendos a bit more in the american one than it does in the japanese one the japanese one uh is is more like a consistent flow of like 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 the surface of a pond or maybe even a well you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> the tensions i felt were higher in 
the Japanese version. Because I also feel like the relationships in that movie are explained better. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the... There is a lot the, more... Uh, there, there is more knitting. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree with you. There, there is much more knitting uh, toward the uh, to the uh, relationships in the in the ring. I'm sorry, in Ringu than than the ring. Yeah, um, just all across the board. I mean, like with the 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 reveal of uh, Sadako. I mean, first off, I mean, here's the thing too. Like, um, and maybe there was a deliberate parallel here, but like. Uh, they are actually like exactly what they seem uh, familiar in in terms of the familial sense. Like Sadako is the daughter to these, you know, uh, to these people. Whereas like Samara was adopted. Um, you know, right. there's there's no there's no disjointedness uh, there. It's a it's it's a lot more traditional uh, in its storytelling as a ghost story. Um, I feel like there's there's a lot more like uh, like tradition being adhered to that, uh, you know, Sadako versus versus Samara like Sadako, like I feel like is 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 more present. Like once once you are once you view the, the tape, there are more overt moments of Sadako actually haunting you, like being present in the room, like manipulating you to find certain things and to be in certain places. Uh, whereas there's a little bit of that in the American ring, but it's more just like, it, it's more of like a straightforward curse. You know what I mean? That's kind of the, the feel that I was getting from it. I, I suppose, but I have opinions about that. Okay. Because I feel like the things that happen in like the lore around what the, the ghost entity can do in the English, the ring is like, to me, I think it's world breaking in a way that I don't like. Uh, whereas, I mean, Ringu does this as well with how the, how the tape works. So, and let's kind of reel it back. So this, this woman hears the story of her, is it her niece, Tomoko, who, who Tomoko, passed? Yeah, Tomoko is her, her niece, yeah. Yeah, she like goes off to the, uh, camp with her friends, which by the way, this you know, movie yeah. made me want to go camping in Japan. Uh, yeah, that yeah. campground that they go to, I'm like, oh god damn, that's like that's like such a nice cabin, like in this it's nice really, wooded yeah, area. It's really cute, yeah, it's it's like so pleasant. I'm like, oh man, this is just that looks that looks nice and charming. I want to go there. Uh, this, this could be like a Street Fighter Alpha stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just like beautiful, and I was like, dang, that's like. It's like a side of Japan that like I I had not seen. I had not thought about what camping looks like in Japan or what going out to a cabin in the woods looks like in Japan. Um, so that, was, that that part to me was like, oh dang, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I will also say that uh, like the kid plays a role in both of these movies, Ringu and the Ring. Like her her daughter, which actually becomes the point of tension in the movie because the child also watches the videotape and gets the call will die in seven days. But in Ringu, something that I liked was that they never let you hear what's on the other side of the phone. Mm -hmm. So like she watches the video, the phone rings and she just holds it up and then like freaks out. Right. She's like, Oh fuck. Like that was bad. But it doesn't say like seven days. Doesn't do that whisper stuff. Right. Or the times when, like, her ex-husband watches it, there's a, 
they're like, isn't a phone call. He doesn't say that there's I, a phone call. I was going to say, like, when she steps out to the balcony and he just opens up and says, okay, it's over. I don't like he was still in. He doesn't believe. Uh, yeah. You know, cause he's not distorted. Yet. He hasn't seen the pictures of himself yet. That's the other thing, guys. Uh, you know, when you when you've been cursed, you don't really photograph or show up on camera. Clearly, you're all swirled uh, your, your face. So that's a that's a telltale sign that you've been cursed that you have been you have watched and viewed the video yeah like i like it, it um it kind of uh you know deviates from its own rules in that he didn't not everybody gets the phone call which also makes sense because hey what if you're just not near a phone <laughs> you know right or you're just like disconnected i mean the, the call i mean the the pickup shouldn't really i mean it shouldn't hinge on that right i mean what if what if you and i watch it and we just don't pick up we're just like no nah, sadako no nah, not today not, yeah, as long as you don't answer the phone, you're not. Gonna, the yeah, phone. the no, curse is through the phone. Ah, beans. Oh, that, that, oh, oversight, <laughs> Got me again. It's like in retrospect, makes a lot of sense. But like, it's yeah. one of those things where it, even though you, you know the curse is real from the beginning of the movie, where they reveal actually all of those kids die. Which the reveal of the kid when they're pulling him out of the car and like the the found footage mm-hmm. like person with a video recorder I was like oh dang that's like a good reveal it's not like a spooky reveal it's just like oh shit like that's yeah. a good way to reveal that that someone would be like behind some bushes while the police are like pulling this child out of a of a car because they died immediately which yeah. like thinking about Sadako in the back of like looking in your rear view and her being like you're dead now that would be spooky yeah uh, yeah the implications of that, I think, were were spooky. Uh, I also will say that the the child actor, her son, child actors are bad. I didn't like any of the child actors. Like Ringu's was better than the English version, in my opinion, probably because he has less lines and his backpack was way cooler. His backpack is sick. Can we oh, just agree? His backpack was amazing, yeah. It, it's like somewhat boxy, but like a round top, and it's like leather. It's like, damn, that's a I mean, cool it backpack. Da- it was dapper. As far as backpacks go, like Backpack Aficionado magazine have that backpack <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> yeah, top tier. That kid with that backpack. Yeah, exactly. Top tier, for sure. Uh, and then, like, I don't know. I like the, the simplicity of the, the video that they show in Ringu. It's like images that don't necessarily make a lot of sense when you first see them but then like end up wrapping around by the end where you're like it's short it's sweet it it leaves enough on the plate what what did you think about like the comparison between just like the the the, i should the spooky video let's say the vhs tape well i do love uh that uh the american version does uh and i should say we should mention that it it is uh, the japanese version is simpler um mm-hmm. than the it is it's it's less laden than the american counterpart uh we're talking about the the actual cursed video the itself. cursed tape the cursed tape the cursed <laughs> tape that um but i do love that uh I, I like that the american version had the wherewithal to comment and just and just point out the exact same same thing that i was thinking and probably everybody was thinking where he like he um the ex uh, describes it as uh, he's like, was you know, it's like a like a student film, you know, it's like a spooky student film. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like, like I think I made a video like that for my AV club, you know, in like like two years before I saw The Ring, um, in high school. 
but uh but yeah i do i do appreciate the simplicity um and also the death throw the, the actual distorted face as well i mm-hmm. i also really appreciate the simplicity in that because when you compare the two i mean you know you and i we could actually like mock our faces to look like what happens in ringu whereas like in the ring you no, that's you can't do that without prosthetics or like yeah. you know your face doesn't open up that wide it's a much uh, more horrific visage in the uh, the american version so i do say yeah like the simplicity um it's it is just more tepid um again not a dis- not a disparagement just a descriptor in the japanese version uh it just it kind of flow it just flows naturally uh whereas like the the american one is like at times it'll just like that water will crash against those rocks every now and then and just kind of show you it's like oh this is a little destructive here Mm -hmm. yeah i I kind of agree with you because the the second act of ringu it drags it does drag as Mm -hmm. like it it becomes more of like a police procedural Mm -hmm. after after the first deaths when you enter that like seven days of of when uh reiko first watches the video it's like Okay, this is. There's not a whole lot of rising tension. I mean, the child watching the video, there's a little bit of, of uh, rising tension there because it's like I guess there are stakes now because the kid watched it, but also we don't yeah. know if there actually is a curse because, I mean, we know that there is a curse, but like because fucking obviously, right. but people like have died, but <laughs> right, but like them kind of. You know, like what what does this all mean really in trying to discover the, like what the the origins of it and when they go to that island the um shit did I write down the name of the island uh, uh, Izu I think it's Izu yes uh, which is I think that's an interesting part of the story as well well hmm. So, like, they have to go to, like, a peninsula and then an island, uh, which are, like, real places in Japan also. Like, they didn't invent these places, which I thought was nice. Uh, But then they kind of do, like, the slow reveal of, you know, the history of who these people were that made the tape. Well, like, quote-unquote made, or, like, are shown in the tape, let's say. Uh, because there's like the the medium and her husband who was like, I need to make you famous. And then right, right. people were like, this is fake. And then the daughter who was just like fucked up was like, OK, I'll kill you now because you calling out my and the whole thing. And that, and that being like, uh, you know, a pretty it stood out majorly to me. The, the difference between the Japanese and the American is that the Japanese one, the mother had psychic powers that Sadako more or less inherited. Yeah. This is like a family trait, um, you know, and that, uh, you know, and and so it's like the way that that, like, I don't know, that that hatred, uh, you know, kind of coalesced seeing her mother sort of exploited, I mean, kind of like implied, but maybe there was like a psychopathy to her to start with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like it was it was pretty uh, pretty major, and uh, you know, going to the father. Now, this scene, I really this this is one of the things that like really and now really clinched it for me uh, in in the viewings, the American versus the uh, Japanese. That went in the same general part of the film and in, in the in the second act where they're where they're going to the origins, and they we know that there's a daughter now, and we know that like there's something off about her, something weird about her. Uh, you know, but 
what is it? We're still piecing, putting the clues together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the scene in the American one where Brian Cox kills himself, like <laughs> I, like that scene. I have feel like has to be one of the greatest suicide scenes that I've ever watched in in a horror film. He's just like, it's like. Naomi Watts uh, just kind of goes off. She's like looking for stuff. She's like in the barn and like she's like, oh, these she, horses. She's, there's, there's she's in his horses. she's in his house. She's in his house, you know. She's in his house, and then she just like turns a corner, and he has like <laughs> he has like this entire like stream set up. <laughs> <in the bathroom. laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the sickest. Arturo Sanchez will be jealous of this thing. I know. <laughs> he, he's running like weeklies on this thing and in the bathroom, he's got like four monitors and like and VCRs like everywhere and then he's just and he's created a wreath, like a scarf <laughs> of wires around his neck and it's all just like connected to this power strip. So when he just like steps into the tub and just like submerges himself and he's just like so distraught and like so and angry and sad and horrified and it's like you're gonna you're gonna whoo whoo, that was me punch the table you uh you know you're you're bringing samara back because we're talking about the american one you're bringing samara back and it just like hits that switch i was like damn that's that's in you could have just i know you're a gun owner you i mean you live like you're in like northern washington state i know you're a gun owner so like why did (laughs) Why'd you have to like dress up for Christmas I, <laughs> as a Christmas I, tree? Just off yourself. I mean, it's he did it because it's a scary movie, right? Because he needed to. Because exactly. I actually don't really, I don't really know why he had to hit Naomi Watts in that scene. Because he sneaks up behind her and he just decks her. Like with the the <laughs> horse thing that he has, and just like and but, knocks and her out. Know, like, uh, uh, Reiko, Re- the, uh, the the main character, the the, uh, the the main character, the protagonist in Ringu too. She also gets kind of knocked around a little bit too. Uh, Ryuji, her, her like when they're like digging at the well. I, I noticed oh, that too. Yeah. I was like, was like, why is she getting like she's getting a little frantic? Um, and yeah, because like her time is coming up. Yeah, and then yeah, and the, I know like that guy is like, no, you like fucking pull these buckets up. We need to get rid of this water. And then the, the right. whole falling and down it, in the well thing, which will also get, like, yeah. And it shocked me the same. I was just like, did, did you need to hit her? I mean, like she's she's already scared. She's I, mean, I get it. She, but like I, I was like, I don't, I don't think that was necessary, sir. Yeah, it really um, isn't. If he plans on committing suicide, why the fuck does he deck Naomi Watts? And then he puts yeah. like the bit in his mouth, and it is all he basically explodes. Like it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> And it's like, well, if I'm going to do I don't want to bite my tongue. <laughs> if I'm going to, like, electrocute myself. Yeah, he chomps down know? on the metal bit and then just, like, gets lit the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so... CC's of Blanca. So, yeah. On a, yeah. <laughs> it's basically the skeleton of, like... Yeah, exactly. Watch. It's like... He <laughs> gets that Street Fighter 2 effect, like... <laughs> Home Alone Two, Marv on the on the on the car batteries. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. In fact, uh, no, because that was that was a moment. But so we can talk about the well for a second, yeah. because the well scene in the ring, I almost like was fucking laughing because of the final destination bullshit that happens for like no fucking reason. To so what happens is like there is. Does the water come out of the TV? 
Yeah, yeah. water comes out of the TV. Water mm-hmm. comes out of the TV. So they go back to the cabin. Naomi Watts goes back to the cabin with her ex-husband, and they're going to uncover this well because they think it's going to be there. And and they're tearing up the floorboards, and they're looking at the well down there, and they're looking into it from like still like up above it. Water is coming out of the TV, unbeknownst to them. And as it's as the water is going across the floor, it is unscrewing these like floor screws that are holding the floor together. And then like the water goes beneath and something falls over and the whole like floor tilts up so that Naomi Watts gets like decked with the TV and yeah, falls into the well. Like the whole A to B to C on that. I was I was I was literally laughing because I was like, "This is not this movie, you guys. What are we doing? Do we need to have? Couldn't she just like be lowered into the well to try and find right. the girl? Does he was it going mean- there? He's going there anyway. <laughs> I know. So, like, <laughs> it's like this whole. Did, this, when was Final Destination? When did that movie come out? Final Hold Destination on. was ninety seven. Final okay. Destination was 97, yeah. They just had to introduce that kind of like, well, this happened in this other scary, because scary movie, we need to invite this into our movie as well. Yeah. Uh, versus The Ring, or Ringu, where they are like tirelessly digging up this well and pulling each water bucket out and they're like exhausted and tired and it is like they're worn out and then she's like okay we need to switch positions because like I can't pull these buckets up anymore they lower Riku into the well and the well scene in Ringu I have what did I write down here Um, I wrote like it was fucking tremendous um, yeah, it, hair I, in the well, though, fucking scary, spooky skeleton. The skeleton that, like the the the, the way face that, melts off. The yeah, skin and it's the connected hair. to the hair, and it's like it comes off in like a sheath over yeah. the skeleton that is like oozing yeah. underneath. And it's I'm like, I was. Oh. It's like you know when you take like a like a chicken drumstick and just like wrap it with two fingers oh. and just like pull the skin off. It's like it was like that. Oh, um, it was yeah, just, it was it was oozy. It was like it was disgusting. It was not. I loved it. I mean, I absolutely loved it. Whereas, like, opposed to the slow dissolve uh, in the American version, you know, just yeah. kind of which 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 gave it like a soft like a softer quality to it. Um, but I feel like it, it was still achieved in the Japanese version. Um, you know, despite this like terrifically gross moment, oh, there was man. still ten- was so still achieved gross. the tenderness. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about one thing. Yeah, that skeleton was like, oh my god! Like, it it actually like bothers me thinking about it. Like, yeah, it does because it was almost like it was almost also like like a Mortal Kombat fatality in like its symmetry. Like it was uh, almost like like down, like the like just straight down the middle. It was almost like a vivisection. I mean, yeah, it was like like soft and melting. Oh but yeah, it like it like, melts because it's so wet. It's it's oh, hair. Yeah. It's one. It's hair in water. Super gross to begin with. Just hair in yeah. water is sp- like. Listen, I it's, have long hair. <laughs> when it goes and, like out in water, it's I'm like, ooh, that's nasty. That's and, nasty. And they, these movies did they like they did introduce that exact thought to all audiences, where everyone was like, ew, hair is gross when it's wet. Yeah, I hate it. I, I don't want to. People are. I don't feel like people are running away from Sadako because she's scary. It's just like I'm just like, ew, don't touch me with that wet hair. Ugh, you bad. smell. 
And then just the way that it peels off the skeleton is like, oh man, that's, it was just, it was such a good shot after, like the build up to that moment in Ringu, I think is, is really good. That was really choice for me because like it's, it pulls all of its punch. Like it's, it's not like going hard at all. And then it just had, I was not expecting this moment from this movie of like, Oh fuck. I didn't expect Ringu to make me go, Oh fuck. Which like I probably audibly did because like so many things behind it were like not, it had not shown its hand yet in how spooky it was going to be. Yeah. But I do want to say one thing though. At least not that over that did have me laughing in Ringu and I'll play it for the listeners. You won't be able to hear this, but it was just one of those things. I like audio. I like good audio. I like good sound effects. And the, is it a video that she watches or is it like a flash? No, she has a flashback. Uh, we're talking about Rico has a mm-hmm. flashback to watching, uh, I'm always going to fuck Sadako, uh, Sadako. being, thrown into the well by the the husband who was like I need to end this cuz you did a bad thing anyway he like hits her with a block of wood and then throws her in the well and did you notice the sound effect of when he hits her i remember being jostled by it <laughs> it is so out of like i'm going to play it here it is that's it that's the sound effect hold on that's the sound effect they used yeah. That like it was it was like it was it's it's, it's, someone googled punch sound effect. I know, yeah. It was it was very crunchy. (laughs) It's 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 very much like a Hanna Barbera sound effect. You know, yeah. It was so bad. Oh my god. Especially since like it's otherwise like you're talking about audio. It's a very deliberately quiet scene. So it's like, it's not just, it, it's not like you're isolating one sound out of a hundred sounds. It, no, that's the only, for a second, for that's that second, the that's sound. the only sound we are given. <laughs> and I, I feel like it should have been accompanied by a... <laughs> you know, like, like, like a long yeah, whistle, or, one of those whistles. Yeah. <laughs> it was already yeah, yeah. It, it oh, no, set like, a precedent, so it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it, did, it did have me laugh because you're right. It's a it's a very quiet movie. There's not a lot of music in this movie. There's not a lot of sound effects in this movie. It like again, it's just this whole sense of unease with like the quiet moments, which again leads into that second act. That second act being so quiet and so like matter of fact, police detective work is like. Again, I get it. It's kind of slow versus the English uh, remake where it's there's music throughout. There's stingers when there should be stingers. There's big sound. Yeah, there's jump scares. There's a whole lot more going on to to be like, hey, hey, you're watching a scary movie. Hey, by the way, (laughs) both of them have both of them have this. um, (coughs) Pardon this wonderful gift that they gave them. This wonderful gift of urgency. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's uh, like, like not disputing that. Um, but it is like, it's so, it's so beautifully taught in the Japanese version. Um, like, like, again, I, I feel like my brain just wants to make water, you know, uh, metaphors because it just, 
it's it's very apropos for this film but it's like mm-hmm. that, that that like water tension you know of just like the, the surface of like you know of a, of this well this this lake whatever whereas like the urgency manufactured itself in the english one as just more as more frantic it's much more like 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 now 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 you know kind of thing uh notwithstanding mm-hmm. that moment digging for the well and trying to get into the well um but that was the other thing I was like, you know, that whole well scene in the Japanese version, I was laughing. This is the part I was laughing at. Where yeah, I was just it's like, a you know, exaggerated. Like, a little bit exaggerated. I was just like, you're down there. Okay. Now Ryuji gets down there. It's only chest deep. He's not he's not sinking in it. So why is the pl- so they spend about an hour and a half pulling buckets of water out of this thing? I'm just like, just you know, just feel around with your hands <laughs> you're looking for a human skeleton shaped rock like feel for that and pull that up uh yeah, that, like, yeah. I don't, you know it, you're not drowning in it so just hold, if you gotta put your head under just hold your breath it's already disgusting you're already dying in, in a couple days <laughs> so uh, that was so part he I, uh, you know, so he thinks you know um, now, uh, again, not to skip the, the gun, but you're talking about audio. Like, uh, I do have some things about the, uh, the visuals that I also like that really stood out to me that, that I just I absolutely loved. Um, from the uh, ring? From the ring, from the ring. Uh, now, both these films, uh, beautifully shot, wonderful, wonderfully yeah. consistent, too, with themselves. Like, it's mm-hmm. bad, you know, to, to, to go in one direction or the other. It's just, it's a choice. And... The thing that I loved about the American version is it has a dreariness to it. It has a cloudiness, a saturation to it, where the whole film, the whole film stock, it looks like the celluloid itself was like just submerged in dirty water. That was my first note. My first note on on the ring is green. (laughs) Why why is this movie green? It's like, yeah, it's. (laughs) It's gray, it's cloudy, it's mossy. Um, yeah. And like, it just it immediately, visually sets that tone where it's like, it's like I mean, it does, it's, it's shadowy. Like, you know, it's like fucking damp. It's a damp goddamn movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas I was, I was actually surprised seeing Ringu for the first time and seeing how just sunny it was for, for a lot of the movie. Like, I mean, and it's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. You know, daytime is daytime. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be daylight. Um, but, uh, you know, but having it in Seattle, like they really I feel like the, the, the English one, the American one, English language one, uh, you know, really kind of took to heart, uh, you know, the, these uh, these choices to to add just a little extra, just a little something else that I think they looked at the original and were like, let's just let's just do this one other thing. Let's just push it over a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that. Uh, we can start talking about the, the English version now if you want to like kind of get into more specific differences because, like I said, I have issues with with The Ring. Well, for one, I compare the, the cabins the, the, in the English version. These are some shit cabins. Who would rent these cabins? I, I wouldn't. I was exactly, exactly thinking that that thing. Why would I stay here for a weekend? <laughs> yeah. Versus like the Japanese, where I'm like, oh man, that's so. Of course, I want to stay there. This is beautiful. And then in the English version, it's like shit cabin in the woods, where I'm like, oh no, that's where 
that's where the horror movie happens. Why would I go there? <laughs> it's it's much more overtly horror film. Yeah, it's yeah. like so many times in The Ring where it was like, because it's a horror film, the scary thing is going to happen. When, And this is actually my big problem with the remake is that, so the whole conceit, of, we haven't talked about this yet, but the conceit of The Ring is that if you watch the tape, to break the curse, you have to copy the videotape and show it to someone else. Right. And, and in both of these movies... If you know that going in, the it is almost as if there are zero stakes f- for the majority of the movie, right? Because yeah. she immediately copies the tape, and the lead character immediately copies the tape in both movies, shows it to her ex-husband. Like, that happens immediately, like day one. So it's yeah. like, okay. The first thing they do with it. Like, once yeah. they get their hands on it, it's like, I'm a journalist. I'm, first thing I'm going to do is preserve this. I'm going to copy it. Right, exactly. So you have, and this is what bothers me about The Ring, is that after Naomi Watts copies the tape, a whole bunch of extra spooky stuff happens to just her, for her to experience, where I'm like, if the curse is broken, okay, no, this ghost like just fucking haunts you because it's just like... That's what it, it's just so fucking vengeful and hateful that that's what it do, I guess. You know, though, I can I can address a little something about this, uh, because I did I did some I did some further viewing that we mm. didn't like we only that it's interesting it's just interesting I, I don't want to take the whole conversation about it it's more just like a like a little footnote a little addendum, but I do want to say I watched I also did watch Sadako versus Kayako. <laughs> I did okay. watch this film. And there's something so that again, we're we're not going to, you know, dwell on it too much. We can talk about it at the end. But for those maybe unaware, that is the culmination of both these franchises, the Juon and the Ringu franchises, where they pit the two ghosts together. Sadako versus Kayako. (laughs) It was made in 2006, produced by Warner Brothers uh, for Shudder. For Shutter, if you guys don't know Shutter, it's a wonderful little subscription service for mm-hmm. so many horror films. Shutter, S H U D D E R, does not sponsor this stream, but worth a gander. Um, <laughs> it's 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 under Amazon Prime, so if you subscribe to Prime, you should be able to act, access Shutter. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a wonderfully silly movie. Uh, also, I was very lost in the beginning because the curse went from seven days to two days. I don't know why. I don't have an answer for that, and I, and I didn't have time to look. So someone out there is being like well here's why but whatever don't don't tweet at me i don't i don't care right now i'll figure it out later um but there's a part in there where uh those who they mentioned in that movie so uh that those who are cursed by sadako get you know they get their they get their end but anybody who tries to actively step in between sadako and her victim also get punished Okay. And I don't know if this was so and I don't know if that uh, again, just it's just interesting, just with a lilt in your voice. It's interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think that was established canon at the time of these first films. But retroactively, it's one of those like, oh, with with, you know, hindsight's 2020 kind of lens. 
um, it's interesting to think about that maybe it was one of those like, okay, she had shed herself of the curse. But she was right. also trying to take these other victims away from Sadako, and Sadako really wants to get her kill on. So, sorry, Naomi Watts, you're gonna have I, to avoid I death by horse. You know? <laughs> yeah. That. So, I mean, that actually. Yeah. So, in thinking about it, though, because if I'm thinking about it my way, where like she broke the curse, right? If Naomi Watts breaks the curse in the like the first half hour of the movie, and then. Naomi Watts was just bothering that horse then. If there's if there's no curse attached yeah. to Naomi Watts, no she was just fucking with she that horse and that caused horse. that horse yeah. to kill itself. Like that just that, that horse just like looked at her and was like, "Stop it." And then jumped off a boat. Which like it bothered me. I didn't like watching that. The harm coming to animals, yeah. I'm not okay with. Like that that one gets me. But in this situation, specifically in retrospect, where I'm like, wait a minute, she ain't got no curse. Naomi Watts was just fucking right. with a horse. Like, what the fuck is Naomi You're Watts' right. problem? Why'd she gotta fuck with that horse? Why did she yeah. have to fuck with that horse? What about that horse? Um she Yeah, and, and I think like uh, you know, the the horse scene uh, is definitely like a it's definitely wedged in there because yeah, yes. there were some horses in the video and like and they were two hours it. long. <laughs> it's two <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, hours. Yeah. But the, you know that's that. There's no horse. There's no horse scene. There's no horse death or death by horse in in Ringu. But yeah, it's definitely like that was a scene that I was like, he's like, okay, so it's answering a very small question in the film. Oh, there there is a relation because the the mother uh, was a horse breeder, so it's not. It wasn't totally unconnected disconnected not right. totally unwarranted but yeah it was like it was just it was just another thing because you know american audiences we are more overt we are more just like you know give us what we ask for we want to see some shit so show us some shit um and that's where like you know i feel like some of the the urgency played out differently in american uh almost to the point of impatient that yeah, it's like we have to like... show something like the the brian cox equivalent the the father of sadako he doesn't kill himself Certainly mm -hmm. not with a necktie made of power strips. Um, <laughs> you know, so as much as I like that, right. as much as like the, the, the surface of it, I really, I thought it was very creative and very, like very unique. Um, yeah, it was, it, it does kind of play into that, like sort of American, uh, the overtness, the literalness of, of, of this is a horror film. Let's give some horror to it yeah it's as if they kept adding scenes into the movie to like really hit you over the head of by the way you're watching a horror movie i don't know if you realize this yeah. but like this is a horror <laughs> yeah. movie and we have some shit to say about hey tvs they're in your life they're in everybody's life like be scared of them uh yeah, because be like scared. Even in like Ringu, right? They find the skeleton, and then after that, it's a quick ramp up to her ex-husband's death. It's a quick ramp up to her figuring out the the solution to breaking the curse, and then she it ends with her driving to, uh, to her to her dad's house where she has her kid is just waiting there. So it, it is assumed that she shows the kid she copies it with her child and then shows it to her dad, which is kind of fucked up. But in yeah. the English remake, after they find the skeleton, there's still 20 fucking minutes left in this movie. There's yeah. 20 minutes left in this movie. And like, uh, it's killing me. And I completely, and I completely agree. Was. Completely agree. Uh, it didn't kill it for me, though, because all things considered, sure. you know, for, for me, like, 
Uh, <clears> I still really loved the, I loved the character, and I want to just backpedal for, uh, not backpedal, but backtrack for a second, which is um, the Naomi Watts, the Naomi Watts character, the analog for the uh, the character uh, Rico. Rico. Uh, I I absolutely loved in the beginning. It was one scene, and it just it just set the tone and the color for the for the character um, that the Japanese version didn't, which was uh, she. They gave her like a Lois Lane ness. Uh, right up top and i love like she's at the she's at the paper that she works for yes. eating her yogurt and she's on the <laughs> phone and her boss comes up to her and it was like hey can i talk to you and she's like you know gives her gives him the the, the two fingers like hold on like i'm on the phone and then she's and then he tells tells her you're fired and she just goes no no i'm not and not in a not in a defiant way just literally like uh like i'm too busy i'm too busy for you right now so, you know it's like casually just cavalier no i'm not no, I'm not. Yes. You know, it's like, all right, you know, and then I just love how he just kind of like, he's like, yes, you are. And she's like, uh-uh. And then he just kind of, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I her her being convincing of just being like, no, I'm not. Yeah, not no, fired. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, yeah. I, I actually had that scene written down as well of like, it personified her character a little bit more than the original did. I think they did a better yeah. job with that as well. I think I, I, Naomi Watts's performance was was very good in exactly. in the ring, which is why, like to me, like where the the original for uh, Reiko, uh, she doesn't she didn't have that. Uh, she's she's not a weak character by any stretch, but she didn't have that little extra. I yeah. feel so that by the so that when she was like, I, I I felt she was competent. I felt she had all her faculties. I felt she was you know not someone to underestimate. But it was like, I really was. I really liked the toughness of the Naomi Watts version. Uh, so it's like when the time like Reiko, that's again like by the end when Reiko was like getting slapped around in the face, I was like, what is this? You know, hysterical. This woman in hysterics. You know, stereotype cliche. I was like, ah, okay. You yeah, know, <laughs> I agree with you on that. I mean, like it opens with Reiko like interviewing school kids for some reason. Yeah, the conceit like the of chip. that was like I don't know why this is happening. Like this is dumb. Yeah, it, I kind of got like the, the yeah, it's like she was you know she's like you know she's giving these shit assignments. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, I kind of yeah I got that as well. Versus the name we want's character where it's like oh no she's like she's got her shit together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This paper would be nothing without her. <laughs> yeah, you're fired. Nope. <laughs> nah, no. Nah, 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 no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm eating yogurt. I'm not fired. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, oh man, <laughs> no. So I have. Why is there twenty minutes left? And then immediately after that, oh, it's because they needed a shower scene. They needed to get Naomi Watts naked for some reason. Put the shoulders up. I mean, still PG thirteen. Uh, sure, sure, but, sure. Uh, <laughs> but even so, I was like, oh man, this scene <laughs> yeah. didn't need to exist at all. Uh, I, but yeah. but we did need that. And then we get like so with both of these movies, we didn't talk about this at all about Ringu, but the, the climax of either of these movies is the, the ghost character coming through the television, uh, which I think is in both versions impactful. I think both do it quite well. Uh, the English version probably has that extra added bit of spookiness to it with like how fast she can move. That, that was like almost unexpected. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, they 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 really take it literally that it's like she's coming out of the TV. Not that the TV is a vehicle, 
for her travel, but like she is actually a piece of it. So she's like, you know, she's got mm-hmm. that static, and it's like she's she's moving by tracking by that old like VHS yeah. tracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Which lends itself, you know, which is a different choice than the Japanese, where she, like she is really just a ghost exiting, you know, right. tr- through the TV. Um, there's none of that like static business, but uh, but I liked it. I like the the uh, American choice, the Gore Verbinski choice to have her tracking um, in the you know in and adding that little extra jump scare to, to send uh, that guy just flying back on that shelf. Which, but also, by the way, that apartment was... How how much did that cost? And, jeez. <laughs> no, that was, a, that was a nice, like, like a loft warehouse. apartment. Yeah, it was huge. Oh, my God. It was like a whole... Like, one entire story of that building just to him. Anyway, I didn't buy that part. But <laughs> I have I have apartment notes for food. for the grudge as well, but we're we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Um, but I, but I liked it again. It, it, it is yeah, it is surface. It is more of that you know American overtness, uh, that literalness to it. Uh, but I liked it. I liked it. I thought she you know her her features Samara's features are more grisly, uh, more waterlogged. Like her her skin is much more leathery. Um, but in both, I also like the turn that it's like you know, this whole time, it's sort of this you know this classic. We this classic red herring that it's like well if we put her spirit to rest that'll break the curse right, but I love that like no, this girl is just a shithead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This there's... ghost is just a shithead. She just wants to cause harm. <laughs> she wants to hurt people, and mm. there's no rest for that. There's just this bleak reality that you can just save yourself, and that's it. But then saving yourself means putting it on, passing the buck, and mm. it's like, well, what, hap- what happens to them? It's like, oh, well, don't worry about it, you know? Yeah, I, I I agree with that as well. I liked how bleak both of these movies end. Uh, it does have that, oh, she's just, she's a fucking asshole. This ghost is just an asshole. <laughs> this an ghost asshole. is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so I guess with that, though, kind of final thoughts on The Ring and Ringu. Uh, well, I, th- I think they're both very well-made movies. Uh, I just... Uh, uh, where they deferred, so there's some weak parts, some strong parts in in the in the remake. Um, you know, it goes on a little, it wears its welcome out a little bit longer. But I ultimately mm-hmm. I fall I fall down to the American one, um, in the uh, in the visuals, and in the uh, the willingness to go there, whether or not it's warranted. You know, those little extra bits that we were talking about. She I still didn't felt need were, to fuck with that horse. She didn't, she didn't need, need to fuck, to fuck with, that with, horse. with that horse. But you know. <laughs> A horse running right at you. I don't care how it started. It's pretty. It's pretty thrilling. It's. Pretty, I mean, I. That's I'm a. Scared. So side story. Uh, yeah. oh you my met God, my wife. Bro. So I my have, wife. Uh, ages like well, this far before I met her. Uh, growing up, she would sometimes help her friends train horses, and part of that is having the horse like run at you, and then like you're supposed to like be able to stop it. Oh, I don't fucking, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just how I was told the story happened. Anyway, there was one time where a horse bit her, sh- like was running at her, did not stop, bit her shoulder, threw her to the ground, and then stepped on her face. 
And like everyone at her school is like, Leah's face is like, it's all trash, man. That horse like, and like really it just like kind of broke her nose a little bit. But like, <laughs> well, yeah. But it's a whole that fucking horse. horse. Stomp on face. Not good that situation. Horse, that horse built and spent all the meter. <laughs> like, it was saving up that meter for that for that uh, ultra attack. Yeah, God, that that, wife, that horse ex ex tackled the fuck out of her face. It was <laughs> your your wife is way more hardcore than either of us, and here we are on a our Street Fighter podcast. <laughs> yeah, I Joe, have you ever been attacked by a horse? I've never been attacked by a horse. I fell off a I well, not really okay. fell off a horse so much as fell with a horse into a large body of water. Have I ever told you that story? Have I ever told that never. story on this podcast? Never. Well, not that mm. I, not my knowledge. I don't know I, the story. <clears throat> we don't have to, we don't have to, we don't have time for me to tell this story it's a i i like telling the story and i will tell it at some point on the show uh we just don't have time for it in in today's I just, episode i'd really just really love that you know both both of us have a takeaway from the ring <laughs> you know it, okay audio viewers listeners ignore everything else this is the takeaway from the ring Stay the fuck away from horses. Don't bother them. They don't bother bothered. horses. <laughs> don't, they don't. Eat, they 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 bite you, and they don't even like. They don't even eat meat. So no. oh, yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. Away. Yeah, don't that's fucked do up. It. Uh, yeah. No, but both are both are good movies. Both I think are worth a watch. Uh, even just to compare them, like we did, was to me. I thought it was nice to watch these movies and be like, oh, this is like a very similar structure. Where they differ is interesting. The, the tone of both of them, I think, is is interesting to see from a directorial point of view. Uh, I enjoyed both both of these movies. I would Thanks. say definitely both of them were worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch, uh, especially for horror fans. Uh, you know, if you if you tend to err on the side of owning your movies, because uh, mm-hmm. we're more of an, in a stream capacity these days. Um, it, honestly, they they both side by side on a shelf. Like they're they're good movies to just have on ready to go you know mm-hmm. all right then so moving on to the next grouping japanese versus english voices we're going to juan the grudge versus the grudge so uh, it's been, talk about voices this movie it has like and that's the thing like uh i, I i'll go right into it uh you know seg right into that <laughs> the voices uh and the voice work of the ghosts are so creepy they are so unnerving um you know just just right off the bat but we'll get in we'll, we'll step into there yeah that's um, the that's the iconic takeaway from from this movie it's that yeah. throaty growl that, almost uh, yeah 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 and the cat with so hmm, how do i even go about this because i watched them in kind of how we're going to talk about it in chronological order. So Juon came out in 2002, yes. uh, which I also think we should note that it's the same director, uh, Takashi Shimizu, uh, both directing the original and the English remake in 2004. That's yep. That is absolutely right. I didn't, uh, and, I didn't, uh, for those wanting to know, uh, Hideo Nakata was the director of the ring. Right. Uh, I think I said that at the beginning. Uh, but just in case I didn't, <laughs> there it is again, because uh, I don't remember if I did or not. Uh, but that was actually something that I didn't realize before starting watching both of these movies. That I was like, oh, same director. 
yeah. should this will probably be the same movie and it is similar in some ways there are a lot of like not necessarily shot for shot remakes but like right it's not psycho in that regard the vince vaughn psycho you know no yeah. fucking shot for shot no fucking vince vaughn. uh <laughs> goddamn vince vaughn uh <laughs> but like even like it being set in japan with these english characters in the remake i was like Wait a minute, why the fuck are we doing this? But like we'll we'll get there. Cause I actually have some opinions on Juan. Uh Likewise. while watching it, I I hated it. I was like, yeah. this is this is not good. But like <laughs> from a production standpoint, like that like there are like these flat shots that don't go anywhere. The acting yeah. is is very subpar. Like, what am I even watching? But in, I do want to play the, in uh, retrospect, yeah. though, the more I think about Juan, the more I'm like, conceptually, I think this is a good concept, but I don't think I liked the movie. I'm, I'm, I think I probably, I, I don't know, there's, is there a metric for like? Uh, I think I liked it, but yeah, I'm with you that even for both these films, uh, Juan the Grudge, I actually, I think I just like this franchise less than The Ring movies the two that we just talked about it does it just seems very uh flat and you know dark but you know yes visually and you know as a choice but just like dark as in like you know does anybody see anything happening like it just seems like very like uh repetitive uh, the tension is in the house. Okay, so we, we know that the evil is in the house. And so, like, okay, so good time to mention that in both these films, uh, it's a haunted house in Japan. It's a modern house. It's not like, you know, like a house on Haunted Hill type house. It's just a, just a two-story little house. And it's possessed by an, a very angry, vengeful spirit named Kayako and her son, Toshio. And that's the same for both films. So no adaptation needed. And when you enter the house... You fucking die. <laughs> like <laughs> basically it. That basically that is it. it. <laughs> like yeah. there's there's no reprieve from this. This thing is just it is murderous. Once you enter, you are you are cursed and the grudge does kill you in in some way. In some way. Yep. Yep. Uh, the thing about that though think see, I don't know, because the more that I think about Juan the more I kind of like it, and I don't know, I don't know, because it is, it is bad from like a filmmaking perspective. <laughs> like when I think about it, I'm like, this is bad. Bad and it's boring. Like they're like to me, like other than other than the ghosts, uh, the mother and son, Toshio and and Kayako, like there's nothing inherently memorable. Uh, about it for me for me there was no like there was no like shot that i was like you know like in the ring where it's like you know the like the actual ring itself you know being like that of the well uh like looking up like from the bottom of the well uh or the horses or like the, oh, I, you know. I, I i disagree i think that there are i think that the underneath the covers scene is is memorable and right before that the going up the elevator with Toshio being 
scene through the glass through the glass yeah on each floor those are memorable i think when you first see the crawling down the steps is probably better in the english remake of the grudge where it's like what so hmm, let's just talk about that moment for a moment uh where in the grudge the now i'm fucking kayako is crawling down the steps and in the english or in the original it's just the woman dressed up in paint and she's just kind of crawling down in a weird way she's like stiltily doing it but there's no like trickery of the camera i feel like in that scene in the remake in the grudge they like i feel like they shot it in at like high speed or something and then just like removed a couple of frames of like just her animation, just the way that it, that she moves is. Yeah. It's more, it is more stilted. It's, it's disjointed. Yeah. But like from a filmmaker's perspective of yeah, like, yeah. they, they did something to this. This is not just a performance. They like, they fucked with this in some way that is, that is interesting. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. back to, back to the, so I do think that are memorable because the things that I keep thinking about with Juan is that, it fucks with time in a weird way that yeah, it, it should like you think, okay, it's, it opens with like the, the girl going to, to clean up this. Well, actually, no, that's not even true. Juon opens with the murder. It shows the initial murder that kicks off the whole bit of the grudge that, I mean, they don't like show it directly, but it's just like the, the husband angrily murdering his or someone you don't know who but suppose his yeah. wife uh grabs that cat which by the way don't do violence to animals don't do that don't, don't just don't, don't fuck with, don't fuck with that cat because its soul will infuse itself to your child and it, it will be the same in, in its mouth <laughs> in its mouth that why does the child meow that is strange uh and creepy but it opens with the murder and then jumps ahead to like, you're in that house again. And that woman comes by to clean up. And then you jump to like a whole other scene that's in the future. And then you jump back to that and you're, you're jumping around all over the place. And the part that gets me is when those two mesh together, specifically near the end of the movie where the, the ex cop goes to the house, he's going to burn down the house. He's like, he's dumping gasoline everywhere. And then the light shows like it's, they light the house up differently. And I'm like, Oh, why are they doing what's going on here? And then he's watching these young girls and they're like in there in the house. And one of them leaves. And then he like catches eyes with her, And you're like, why, why are they catching eyes like that? Do they even see each other? Is this real? I don't know. And then it's discovered later on in the movie that that moment, that's like his daughter, but he like, didn't like, did he know his daughter at that point? Right. Like, or was the daughter a baby? Because like his death photo is of him at the age that he was. There was so much that I was like confused. Like there's parts of it that can, that I got confused about with the time (laughs) that made me think about it more, which I don't know if this movie tricked me into thinking that it's a good movie. Cause it's certainly not, but we planted a seed. Yeah. yeah, but also like they did like the other interesting thing with those girls is that later on in the movie when they go to when they follow like that 
that girl, which is presumably the furthest in the future that this movie gets, is that there's no one on the streets. That like the signage that they all that is put up of like the missing person, there it's like old now, and there's like a lot more missing persons. So this the grudge has like killed off like a fuck ton of people at this point. In my okay. mind, which isn't really shown in the movie, but in my mind, this grudge has like murdered almost all of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Even if this hasn't had, I don't know. Like, even it's just like, uh, how many people go walk into that house? You know, just like it's not just those people who like live there. They're, I mean, I was actually worried like, like, you know, you see like multiple like police and stuff show up. It's like, man, like all these people are going to die. Are they all going to die? Uh, <laughs> Apparently. I Apparently, guess. I guess, yeah. Like sometimes, like the rules. And I think like that's uh, it, it does play. Uh, I guess between the two, it's like it does have like a much different storytelling technique where it's like this one was just like let's. I'm just we're just gonna play the hand up front, kind of tell you a little bit more up for, up top. Like we just like you're gonna get an idea up top, mm-hmm. and then we're just gonna like, I don't know, we're just gonna deal with it. It's not really like. Not too much of a mystery, little bit, little bit. Like, who is this ghost? Who is this boy? Um, but yeah, it does play out. Just, you know, I mean, my point is, it just plays out a little differently. Yeah, there really isn't a mystery to it. I guess the only mystery yeah. is that at the end, when she does like the eye thing, where she's covering her hands, uh, and then it reminds you, hey, remember when that old man did that with his hands, where he could see the kid. And then right, it was right. like she became the wife and then was murdered by the the original husband, which then made me think like, wait a minute, is is Kayako actually killing people or is the husband actually killing people? Like, I right. Because he's the violent one. Because he's but the violent yeah, one. I don't you know. know. It made it, it. I think this movie is tricking me into liking it because I don't think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm now I'm frustrated. <laughs> Oh, I remember Speedrunner Two being great, but it's not really. <sighs> it was just, it was, a, but it was a pioneer. <laughs> God damn it! Um, yeah, like I think, because uh, uh, like yeah, and then um, you do, you know, I mean, you bring up good points. I think it just does kind of lay little seeds or like little bugs in your brain that just kind of, you know, just kind of burrow. Uh, but it didn't like I mean, to that end. It's it's it is kind of it's haunting it's haunting like these you know these questions haunt you a little bit uh it has uh like very interesting uh you know i decisions just for these two ghost characters uh like you mentioned like the the walking and the disjointedness and the uh the cat meows and stuff but i think at the end of it for me i was just like we had another bleak ending uh you know just just another like hey you're just is gonna sorry there's no way out of this <laughs> uh it just is what it is these curses and maybe it was just i was i was uh kind of spent on that on the story sort of storytelling I'll, I'll give i'll give the movie some credit that maybe it was just my my uh mood at the time uh it just didn't like once it was over i was just like okay that that was that <laughs> yeah that was that people die this house exists i was just like like you know why don't they just bulldoze it does anybody live there anymore it's like doesn't doesn't some (laughs) doesn't some real estate company own it and and with how many deaths there are don't you just bulldoze that at at some point yeah how's the realtor not dead (laughs) honestly yeah 
there, is there a landlord? Is like, is there a superintendent? Like, you know, does somebody come over and <laughs> and fix no. the wiring? I don't know. Because now I'm looking at my notes yeah. and I'm like, okay, no, they did fuck with time because like they show the little girl early on. And I know that because I'm looking at my notes because the, the current cops who are investigating the house, like the first death of the old woman, they go to the ex-cop who had investigated quote unquote murders that had happened. And then he, he like shoves, like as this guy comes up and he's like, Hey ex-cop, I have to want to talk to you about this house. He's standing next to this little girl and he just like shoves her like hard. Do you remember that? Like it stood out to me because, because there's a camera cut to the little girl and she's like, Whoa. And I'm like, yo, (laughs) shove that little girl. It's like, like, I was like, dude, cop, did you see that? <laughs> you gonna do anything <laughs> no. about that? Uh, and then, like, it, but then later on, it's revealed that little girl grows up to be the the young girl, the which he sees in like a couple scenes later. So it, again, it fucks with time in a weird way, and I think that's interesting. But also, I agree with you. I don't think this movie is very good. I I don't know if I don't know if it's worth yeah. watching. Honestly, uh, you can watch it on Amazon it's, uh, Prime. Yeah, it's, more- it's streaming. Yeah, it's more it's of a more curiosity. Of a curiosity. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it. Um, I was just, I was just, you know, neutral. I was lukewarm with it. Uh, it just, it did not leave me. I mean, despite those like interesting things, yeah, t- the time thing is cool. Like the, or, like the the order. Uh, it's like the syntax of the visuals is, is is interesting. I just, uh, it just didn't capture my attention as much as as either of the ring uh movies we had just talked about i just felt it was like a cool like a little like good curse good curse story good vengeful ghost story just like or not well not good just just <laughs> just what it was um people yeah. just house and they die okay all right cool yeah. uh, uh now that said that said, there was just one little like and and same with the grudge uh the american so let we'll differentiate the two juon yeah. And the Grudge, and then the American Grudge, um, uh, like I said, directed by the same director. So visually, nothing, nothing aberrant, nothing too out there. Uh, you know, it's worth talking about. Visually, I feel like they're the same movie. Um, Storytelling-wise, there's there's this one little extra thing in the American Grudge that I that I appreciate. I don't think it makes me like it more per se. Just just a thing, and that's like. I do really like uh, the choice to keep it in Japan, whereas like the ring took place, Ringu took place in yes. Japan, and the ring took place in America. It was a true American adaptation. They really made it fit to America, American audiences, etc. But this one made an interesting choice to keep it in Japan, and I did, I did, I did appreciate that, and I liked that, you know. But they, st- but then they decided to make it with an American lead, uh, with Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm-hmm. so. As I was watching, I was like, well, if nothing else, I can appreciate there was sort of like this uh, lost in translationness to it. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Lost in Translation with, you know, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson just being, you know, great movie. So it was like great movie, great movie. It was like this. This. Uh, so Sarah Michelle Gellar is Bill, Bill Murray. <laughs> and, <laughs> in this remake, Sarah Michelle Gellar plays Bill remake, Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. 
And Toshio is Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson would actually fight to play that. She would love to play a Japanese boy. Like, <laughs> and she would be like, it's okay. I can do that. I'm an actress. Um, For a relaxing time, make it Juon Tori. Suntory time. Make it Juon time. time. And then, uh, but no, but but it added this. It lended a a feeling of isolation uh, that I that I could actually I could get down with. It was like it was a it was right. a, it was definitely it was a feeling that's embedded in the narrative. It's not it's not visual. It's not auditory. Um, but I could get down with it. You know, it's like she's playing a social worker and she's um, she's actually charged with t- you know visiting this this woman. This uh, this also this uh, this American woman who's like the one of the first, uh, you know, early, uh, victims or, or witnesses to Kayako and Toshio. Um, so for the very least, I can just say like, I like, I like that part of it. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, and I, and I, and I would love to know if the director, like obviously it was a choice, but I would love to know if the director like was doing it for the reasons I would guess, which is, you know, which is like, you know, that same sort of like isolationness, that same sort of like loneliness, um, and desperation mm. that that like because like okay like these people are having a problem in Juon but imagine imagine you like I don't speak Japanese I don't know if you do Joe but if I was in Japan and I'm having a life-threatening issue I'm sure I'd be able to communicate it but I feel like I would have this little extra bit of panic that I'm just like I, I am I am I communicating properly do, does anybody believe me <laughs> like right uh, yeah I suppose in that sense it does tell kind of a different theme at that point with this story uh i don't know i don't yeah, know it's more of like an appreciation it didn't yeah. like because the other answer totally is that the director lives in me. japan like, uh, so he again, made the movie in japan <laughs> and yeah and they're paying him to make it and he's like well i'm gonna make it the way i want to make it so it could just be that right um but uh but yeah like i i didn't hate either of these films uh i just felt they were a little bit less interesting is all. Yeah, I agree with that. I might More have hated straightforward. I might have hated Juan. I might have. <laughs> but sure. I don't I don't know. But the grudge oh. though, when you start when you start watching The Grudge, the English remake, it is immediately apparent that like this director something changed here because there are establishing shots there are there is like a narrative yeah i feel like he was filling in gaps that he himself was noticing yeah yeah it because it's effectively the same movie but with english people like strangers in strange land entered into the the mix as well uh it actually does have that stand-in of the uh the quote-unquote main character, the the Rika from Juon, appears in the Grudge and then is killed in kind of like a the worst way uh, in in the remake. Uh, I had one of the first notes that I have down here. Holy shit, that jaw! <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like yeah, in in the original, they don't they don't do kills like that. It's just like oh, you kind of die. Uh, it's not as visceral as human jaw in attic. You're right, right. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that both of the, these American, both of these American remakes, um, or English language remakes, uh, 
They do. They 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 do these like e- extraordinarily uh, extended jaw shots. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Ugh, gross. Uh, but Just I don't know. Extended jaws. Yeah. I did like the. Yeah. I like the. There there are notes here. So, the in the original, there's the scene where the woman is at work, uh, the friend, let's say, and she goes to the bathroom. Then it's like the ghost is in the bathroom. She runs out of the bathroom, sends the cop out there, and the the old man cop is then taken by the grudge as well. Uh, Kayako, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, and then she runs back to her apartment and goes up the elevator. Toshio's there. And then she looks under the covers and Kayako's there, right? That's in the original. Yeah. Effectively, the same thing is done in the remake, except the thing that fucking killed me about this is that it's it's now an English woman who's who's in Japan like being like there was a thing in the bathroom go look and then when she runs out of the building she hails a taxi which like who the fuck is taking a taxi in in, 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 in and one was like yeah, right there <laughs> this is a residential neighborhood. Like, that's the thing. If you watch these movies, yeah, I thought the same thing. It's like they are they are like I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're in the city, but like they're like way off to the side. You know, I'm sure they're in the city limits, but no, this is like a neighborhood. No, she this is not like she runs out of the building and yeah. immediately hails a taxi and I'm like, fucking nah, man. <laughs> like that ain't that yeah, ain't it. And then she gets to her she gets to her apartment and it's this like fucking he, like vaulted ceilings huge ass apartment. And I'm like, she's not in oh, Japan. <laughs> No, that is a, that is a Seattle apartment. That is that's a Seattle loft, like what that guy had in the ring. Yeah, right. I was like, this this is a fuck. This is unbelievable. It, this ghost story, this huge ass apartment, is the most unbelievable shit I've seen all day. Like this is not how things yeah, are in Japan. Completely <laughs> agree. Uh, that one stood out to me as like, nah, <laughs> nah, man. Yep. And that's just kind of how I felt the entire film. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about this one. <laughs> yeah, there were just some like some weird things with the remake that got me, that like hit me in a weird way. Or even like, there's a scene where she's riding, where Sarah Michelle Geller is riding the bus with her boyfriend. And they do this for a jump scare, but it like was fucking nonsense to me because they're on the bus, right? And outside of the bus, you see a bike, a a cyclist pass, and you can hear the bicycle, the clicking of the bicycle, you know? And it's to do a jump scare immediately after that, where she looks into the the window of the bus again, and you hear the, uh, which is similar to the bike sound, the clicking of the bicycle. But to me, I was like, she's inside a fucking bus. No fucking way can she hear the clicking of that bicycle that's outside of the bus. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't know what, like, it was just an audio thing. Much like the punch from earlier, it was one of those things where I was like, that's nonsense audio editing. She would never hear the bicycle. Like, I can't, un. that's, that's done. Even if it's for the jump scare, I can't, I can't even with this. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's just my own thing. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, you know, now this is a take, really pulling back the lens a little bit. Uh, there was a thing that when I was watching that I really liked. 
you know, same director in both these films, but also the the entire uh, Sayeki family, Sayeki being the surname for uh, like Toshio and Kayako and, and the husband, mm-hmm. they're all the same actor as well. So I was like, and I was just like, the whole time I was just wondering, it's like, did I, like, other than those like weird like visual choices, like, I, I do appreciate, I appreciate them like wanting to have at least that sort of like like technical like the actual like the, the actual technical process of the of making the film they wanted mm-hmm. to establish that sort of like line that sort of consistency um i just uh i don't know i just it was more of a, it's more just like neat trivia um because like you know i did I, I i felt like there was a lot of faithfulness a lot of fidelity uh in terms of the performances and the characterizations that that they were like well at least if we're gonna like you know it's not really a remake it's I mean, yes, we are making it again, but it's like it's an adaptation. We're just gonna yeah. like we're just gonna plug it in. We're gonna plug it into the you know, the American audiences. And I think they change things that story wise make sense. Like there's the whole other subplot of we almost forgot to mention, like this movie opens with a guy jumping off of his roof. Uh or jumping it from the balcony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Pullman. Yeah, and killing himself, and it's like, oh, well, why did that happen? And then, like, there's some mystery, an added mystery there, and then, like, that's where you see the meshing of of time, where Sarah Michelle Gellar is investigating the house, and then it's they're both in the same place at the same time, but they don't see each other, uh, or like she, she sees him from the past, and he's seeing the husband like do the mur- like being found out that he was was he sleeping with that woman or was she just obsessed with him i think she was just obsessed with him right yeah i think kayako was just obsessed with uh, the the bill pullman character yeah, the the professor guy and then regardless it it does a little bit more explaining as to why the murders took place right when the first one it's just assumed oh he was bad husband jealous husband we suppose it's like a throwaway line. Right. But in this one, it like, it shows you what it was trying to tell you. And I think that that, I think was more effective in the remake than, than the original. Uh, So maybe I am saying, maybe I am saying I like the American version better again. Um, (laughs) I am saying that, but I do think, yeah, like I just like, like in that, like it gives, you know, that, that little extra, you know, bit of why is the husband so angry that he wants to kill his wife and son or whatever. Although if you're going to do that, you're already not right. I mean, you're already like the kind of person who would do that. You know what I mean? Like right. Toshio, Toshio didn't have anything to do with it. What are you doing? Um, mm-hmm. Don't kill the kid. Don't kill the cat. Um, but it's a, uh, but yeah. So like I, and I do, I appreciate that the director uh, was willing to look at the blanks, like look at the, like the, the blank spots and say like, okay, let's fill this in. We'll fill yeah. this in here. Just like kind of, it just, uh, you have a second chance. Might as well try to make it better, right? I mean, isn't that the... Exactly. He obviously and, had a lot more money with this one. Way more. And it made a lot more money, too. It just crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I... Yeah, I agree with that. But it also made other... Like, here's another weird decision. Here's another note. And I don't know if you noticed this, but going back to the the professor who kills himself, uh, at some point, Sarah Michelle Geller goes to meet with the widow to... I forget what she goes to look up. It's like something with like a picture or whatever. 
I forget the whole conceit of that. Anyway, she goes to see the widow, and for whatever fucking reason, the widow is dressed up like she is like going out. She's in going out outfit. She's <laughs> I forgot that. Like for whatever, like for no fucking reason at all. She's like, I'm. She's like hot and sexy. Like I have to go. Versus like, why? Why was that at all necessary? <laughs> like, right. <Yep. laughs> Why was she dressed up like just she was just chilling in her house? She just rings on her her doorbell and she's just like in fucking heels, red dress. Like, what's up, girl? I'm like, uh, excuse me. Like, what? You just feel yourself. You know, it's like I want to look good. I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just lounging. Hey, man. I guess I've never been a widower. I don't know what that that pain is like. But sometimes you just got to get sexy. You got to get sexy. You know? Who knows? Got to even if just for yourself. But otherwise, you're just going to hold a grudge. All right. That is a good way to, to maybe wrap up <laughs> conversations about the grudge. Uh, the any, any, fin- any final thoughts about uh, the grudge or Juan before we move on and close this episode out? I think that they are solid, standard, uh, you know, solid and standard ghost stories that I feel like the American remake is, you know, slightly more well put together, more well composed. They are not abominations. There are way worse movies out there. Just they don't strike me, especially movies of that era. Even they don't strike me as movies that are must see. Mm -hmm. But if you like the genre, give give them a shot. I, I agree with you. I think in in either of these cases, I feel like of all of all of these movies that we watched, I don't think I was scared once. I, I was never like spooked. I might have been no, nah, not true. I might have been spooked at some points, but I, I don't think I was ever like scared of like oh, this is like a scary movie. There wasn't like enough tension for me to to really feel it. And this is especially true of The Grudge. I feel like it didn't have it. Although there was one scene in the English remake of The Grudge where it's like one of the last things we see is when Sarah Michelle goes to the house to burn everything down and she opens the door to escape and then it's just the the head is like above and then it just does like a shake down towards where she is like the the head is at the top of the of the door frame and then it just like kind of slides down to the bottom of the door frame and it's like oh that's i don't know why that was a thing but that was spooky that's eerie <laughs> yeah like yeah it kept making me feel those feelings of like that's an eerie thing uh what's like the and again i feel like juan is tricking me into thinking it's way eerier than it really is i don't think it's i actually don't think it's good yeah, because I'm with you there. Because I this is the second time I've seen Juon. Uh, the first time though was 2013, so it's been a while. I, I had to revisit it for mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, and and now that I've watched it a second time, I'm just kind of I, I think it it might be tricking you. Uh, it's it's not by any stretch a bad movie. I just feel like it's just a lot of just okay, just a lot of okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, I think that the English voices uh, takes it for me in this situation. For me, it's it's yeah, it's got to be English. 
Well, that just about does it, but we're going to do one last thing. So as people who listen to the show often know that when I have guests on, I like to ask what's their favorite normal attack or what's their favorite combo. You've already been on the show. You've already asked that question. Some things have changed. Some things have changed. If you're interested. Oh, uh, I do have quickly. I do have a favorite normal attack. Uh, I've been playing a lot of, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, you know, I, I know this is this R Street Fighter podcast, but hey, That's we're fine. fighting game players. Uh, I do, I love, I think whenever I have a finish him or finish her on screen, Baraka's standing two, it's just, it is the simplest, most effective bitch slap I have ever seen. It is literally <laughs> just, it is a pimp slap. It's a, it's just it like a comes back across, end. right? Like with it's the, really, it's like, it's like your, your, your upstate, your downstage hand goes across your chest and then right across the cheek <laughs> with the back of your hand. And I had a guy quit on me. I want to say this. We were doing casuals and he is, he actually beat me two Oh, and then we played a third game and I, and I won that one. So he was actually, he won the set, but into his microphone, he actually said to me, no, no, you don't use that normal on me. And then, <laughs> and then quit. <laughs> I gotta say, Baraka is a standing two pimp slap. That's way better than any brutality or fatality in the game. Just love it. <laughs> All right, I, I like that aside. I will, I will step aside for that. That is a as a good way to to end a match. Let's say. Yeah. Uh, but because we've already answered that question and because it's spooky Halloween times, we've only really talked about four movies, but let's maybe let's broaden people's horizons a little bit. So mm-hmm. instead of what your favorite normal attack is, what one off solo horror movie would you recommend people watch? This was on my mind recently. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's, I'm still thinking about it. Like, you know, but, but like actively and, I really, really liked this uh, uh, Gaspar Noe's climax. Fuck you, man. That was mine. I had that written down. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Really? God damn. Yes. Oh, God damn it. Because I was like, is this a horror movie? I don't know. It is. It is horrifying. Because it's horrific. Um, You know, it's a. it is there's there's child electrocution um you know oh, it's shit, it's yeah. uh, claustrophobia there's there's a claustrophobicness uh akin to john carpenter's the thing that, that i mean that was that's the connection i was in my head uh it, it felt the same way again you know you can all feel it the same way you know it feel it the way that you want to feel it process the process the way you want to process it um, the isolation, the, 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 the Arctic temperatures outside. I'm a big fan. I mean, I don't, again, I don't know if anybody listening knows this about me, but I have a big background in playwriting and, um, and screenwriting, especially playwriting. And it's always, it's always a challenge, you know, cause when you're writing on the stage, you know, typically you have plays that go from one end of the earth to the other, but literally the stage never changes sometimes the setting changes but the stage never changes so it becomes a great challenge uh and and great satisfaction for me when you can tell a story in one setting in one setting just something just one place that could fit that stage and uh it's still a film so climax is still a film so it does it still uses more conventions to film but coming from that background i was so satisfied with it that i was just like this thing 
I feel I just feel like there's only one set of walls and I just can't escape it. And it just it haunted me. And I just I just I just loved it. And I feel like if anybody wants to see this thing, I mean, I hope Joe, I hope I think you're I, gonna echo things, but man, it's it's good. I really think people should see Climax. Yeah, it I am in full agreement. Like it's one of those things where I watched it and it just it sat with me for so long afterwards. Like I, I st- again, I still think about it now because I liked how you mentioned like screenplays, right? And when you have a, a stage, and that's you're working within those walls. But also consider that this movie breaks so many convent. Like the credits are in the middle of the movie. For forty six <laughs> minutes in, yeah. I, I stopped. I thought we were past it. I thought we were like, no, 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 the movie's starting. Is this going to be a movie without opening credit? No, 46 minutes in. And it's it's an incredible like cr- like credit reel, right? Like I don't know oh, if you've yeah. seen Enter the Void, which is Gaspar Noé's film before this one. I've uh, not. It has the credit roll for for Enter the Void is phenomenal. It's it's similar to on that level of like just like this driving beat to it, and just the crazy fonts and the names and how they come up and how they appear. It's there's so much energy and power to it where it's like, damn, I've never even like seen credits like that. But in this movie, they're in the fucking middle of the movie. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I I just um and then interesting about the the film itself uh, is that it was mostly uh, improvised and like not even improvised like like I know when we think about like improvised quote unquote films we think of movies like this is Spinal Tap you know a lot of the like mm-hmm. the Christopher Guest that was Rob Reiner but like you know the Christopher Guest movies um, like quick where, jokes like like quick takes like you know just one off here's a one liner exactly but like you know that concert footage wasn't improvised there it's on an outline albeit mm-hmm. a very short outline whereas this film um they got together most of the actors and i'm going to say most as in everybody except for sofia butella is not an actor they are they are dancers they are actually dancers and i guess we should also mention so really quickly the film uh it in terms of plot is is this it is about a dance troupe, a uh, mixture of French and English-speaking uh, dance dancers. They are uh, rehearsing in uh, in a defunct high school in France. There's a blizzard outside, or at least a very rough snowstorm. And at some point, the sangria is spiked with something, maybe LSD, maybe not. But either way, everybody is tripping hard, and it's and it's the impetus for a lot of rage a lot of secrets a lot of paranoia um and a lot of that claustrophobia as well so they just you just start to see how that manifests in this large group where there's all where there's and it's and it's a dance company too so again if anybody out there if you've ever been a part of like theater companies or dance companies i've been a part of several theater companies in my lifetime um it it really hit home of like i mean this is very exaggerated Mm -hmm. um it's very it's over very far-reaching very overreaching but yeah, it's like I didn't need to be told that there were rivalries and jealousies. You yeah. just do it. And it's the, like watching them all, like you bite your tongue, you, you cringe. You're just like, oh, I know yeah. what that 
like maybe not in this exaggerated a manner, but it's like I know where you I know what that's like. <laughs> there are it is kind of exactly as you said, so many moments where the tension is so high. It, like tension. you can just tell that like something is on the and and it is a lot of that is foreshadowed early on in the movie because like, it opens well it doesn't it opens with the woman running out and bleeding out to death anyway but then it does like a quick reel of people doing interviews and the way that people answer those interviews they like some of them even say like yeah i commit violence like i would commit violence and it's yeah, like yeah all of that is I've, foreshadowed I've, like that, that like when will violence occur because there's a lot of tensions built up here but also you have no idea what these people are seeing because none of the hallucinations are manifest on screen at any point all you're seeing is just what is actually happening and there's a part of that that is horrifying of oh shit i don't know what this person is seeing but they seem to be horrified right now and the long we because we haven't even talked about this yet my guy the long shots there are so many long takes like I can't imagine the the choreography that went on to like just the camera work to get the camera into positions that it needed to be to show the things that it wanted to show uh, and just capturing these fantastic performances from from everyone in this movie it is oh it is something else it's like the it is it's so much tension and and you might watch this movie and for the first half be like this is just good dancing i don't know and then yeah, 10 yeah. Mi- and then 15 minutes later being like oh god oh god just like gripping it's just it is enthralling it is enthralling yeah, enthralling is a great word for it. it 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 does it grabs your attention it refuses to let go oh, until man. it's until it's over um and i was i was just like i i was mesmerized i was captivated i couldn't look away um it never drags and the fact that it is so improvisation heavy um it just it just made every single thing because yes you did have a lot of those foreshadowed moments a lot of those like build-ups but you still it gave itself permission to just go in whatever direction was organic um and, and so it just kept me on my toes i didn't know which way uh, where I didn't know where it was going to go. Which story mm-hmm. was it going to uh, envelop me? Which story was it going to divulge? Like where, who, what? And it was. It was literally just like it was just. It was like being a dance partner where I didn't know the steps. You know. Yeah, I agree with that because there's there's so many moments where it's like I you feel as though violence might occur at any moment, you but you don't know. And it, it, that that unease is prevalent throughout the like the entire back half of that movie, and it is just, oh man, is it just it is something else. And just from a, like a filmmaking standpoint, it's just it is a a tour de force. Just what it would have taken to get some of those shots is like beyond me. Right. I right. I should also give out the forewarning that because it's Gaspar Noé, he kind of has a weird thing with incest. Uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there, it'll feel it's weird. For, but be like, that's kind of like his. He he's probably just like a weirdo. Don't worry about that. And, <laughs> don't yeah, worry right. about the subplot of incest. That's don't worry about that. <laughs> and it's not. And it's not an endorsement thereof. It it is just like it's it's uncomfortable. It's um you know it's shame. It it is played 
shamefully and you know awkwardly but yeah uh, but it but but it's there it's there Uh, it's a thing there's a lot of uncomfortable in that movie all right so that's your one-off that's also mine so i won't we'll go off go watch it it's on i think you just stream it on amazon prime actually yeah that's where i watched it Mm -hmm. uh all right so the second part of the question it would be like, what's your favorite combo? But in this instance, what is your favorite series of horror movies that you would recommend people watch? Ooh, okay. Well, you know, I don't... Favorite. Jeez, favorite. I mean, maybe not favorite, just one you would recommend people watch. Okay, well, let's do this then. You know, for the first time, I my, my girlfriend and I, we sat down and we watched the entirety of the Scream series, Scream 1, 2, 3, 4. I had only seen parts 1 and 3, and I don't think I had seen them since both of them came out, so it had been a while for me. Honestly, they're really good. I really, I really, really uh, enjoy those movies. They are, uh, they are, they are tongue-in-cheek. They're not comedies. I know people, I think people like to lump them in as horror comedies. I just think that they are... Uh, you know, self-aware, but not in the way that they know that they are movies. They are just, they are Wes Craven's love letters to the genre. Hmm. Um, I think they are, I think they're charming. They have, I'm also, let me me just preface by saying, I'm also very wistful for the 1990s. Uh, I really love the 90s. Uh, I just some, I mean, I grew I, I, I think you and I are a comparable age. I'm 33. So I, mm-hmm. I grew up in the 90s. I remember the, the damn near the entirety of the 90s, uh, you know, uh, from, you know, all of it. Uh, so it just kind of struck every chord that I wanted it to strike, even Scream 4, which was, uh, you know, I, I think the weakest uh, and, and very firmly in 2011. Uh, it still had that sort of like 90s sensibility uh, of it of just. You know, this, these are films that they celebrate the cliches uh, to the point where the cliches are they're on such a high a pedestal that they don't feel like cliches anymore. They, they get you rooting for the cliche. They get you rooting for the final girl. They get you rooting for, uh, you know, the the sex crazed jock, you know, getting his throat slit. You get you, you start rooting for all that stuff. The same stuff that Cabin in, uh, in the Woods uh, would sort of. Uh, subvert make fun of yeah diminish yeah this one these series uh like i said they're not they're not parodical they're not parodies they lift them up on a pedestal they just they love it they it's a genre that loves it or it's it's a film that loves its own genre (laughs) so i think it's infectious i don't think that they are you know the greatest movies ever made i'm not going to claim that but i think that they are super fun uh they are thrilling they are you know they feel very urgent uh, you know, in the urgent moments. So I recommend it. If you haven't watched the screen movies, if you just want to, if, if you have already written them off as oh, just silly, you know, horror parodies, I would say, go back, try again. I, I actually have, have not seen any screen movie. Uh, yeah. I, I, I recommend them. I have a, a lot of reason to go back and watch them then. Uh, I'm looking forward to it though. Cause it, I feel like from what I've heard of those series, it does have that very nineties aesthetic of what a horror movie would be, or even just like everything about it. Like the, it's a very nineties movie. Uh, very nice franchise, even when it gets out of the nineties. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm looking forward to it though. Uh, do you know, avoid the MTV show scream for, forget it. Just the okay. <laughs> is there, do you know if that's streaming on anything right now? I know it was very recently. Uh, all four parts were on Netflix. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. All right. Yeah. I have to do that then. Uh, my recommendation 
I'm actually going to go to, and this is kind of a weird span of where these movies go from, but the Three Mothers series from Dario Argento. Uh, are you familiar? Uh, it's I, sus- I, I've never seen them, no. So Suspiria, that includes Inferno and Mother of Tears, which is like a, a more recent movie. It's also kind of bad. Uh, kind of the close out to the Three Mothers series. So Dario Argento, if you don't know, uh, Italian horror, or I'm sorry, uh, movies for kind of like uh, he's more so known for he's very prolific in terms of a uh, a filmmaker Uh, and he was very known for like uh, his uh, gialli which were like uh, you know just like exactly uh, you know killers who were introduced at the beginning and it's sort of like a like a whodunit sort of but it's like in a very pulp way yeah. yeah, they're very they're very pulp movies. Like it's, and they all kind of follow like a certain. But they're all like they're all so fucking weird. Like especially like his older movies. Man, they're like there's a thing about them where when you watch them, similar to how I felt with uh, when I watched Ringu, where it was like, man, like the jump scares aren't like on. It's very quiet. There's a weirdness to this that I'm not familiar with that I like. Uh, very similar with a lot of Dario Argento's movies that are just. Like they're all dubbed for some reason and everyone on set is speaking their native language. So none of it is matching up with how they're speaking, Uh, like how they're shot is super like lots of color, like lots of. uh, Yeah, just like weird shot composition. It's it's such a it's it's strange watching them. Uh, and I think that Suspiria is a good one to start with. Uh, some people don't like it. Uh, it's a little bit too I slow. I, 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 I like Suspiria. I, I think it's pretty good. It's got a, a very good uh, first half. The back half, pe- people will be like, eh, it gets a little weird. But I, I, I embrace that because it's if you like look at it visually, I think it's a it just I'm, I'm along for a ride. It's very dreamlike in that sense. And I think that Inferno follows that as well. Uh, Inferno is more of like a there. It takes in place in more plate, like different places. Uh, the the things that happen in it are are just maybe not as weird as Suspiria. They're kind of more grounded until like the end of that movie, where it's like, oh shit, there's some there's some good shit going on here. Uh, and then maybe maybe skip out on mother of tears, but I did just want to kind of talk about Dario Argento and maybe watch a lot of his, because a lot of them are streaming on, uh, Amazon prime where you can go watch those like deep red is on Amazon prime. You should watch that. That's a phenomenal movie. Uh, opera is on, it gets, it has like weird fucking shit in these movies that like, like, why does this happen? And it's like in opera, the dude, puts like needles on the girl's eyes so she can't close them so that she has to watch him murder it it, like fucking why does that even happen or like like deep red is like why is the main hero so so bumbling and can't achieve at it like it's such trash and then the only person who's doing any good work is like the woman that he is with uh i don't know just a lot of the themes that he works with in like suspiria is very like one female positive and like deep red those movies let's like i don't know there's there's a lot there that is 
when you first watch them, and if this is your first time watching like this kind of Italian horror, uh, these Giallo, uh, how did you say it? Giallo, Gialli. I mean Giallo, Giallo. Uh, the <laughs> genre of films is like it's like a, it's it's just weird. There's a weirdness to it that it, you. It, that I was so unfamiliar with that I was like really drawn into that type of filmmaking where I was like, oh damn, there's something to bite onto here. So I would recommend that as a series uh, to just watch like a lot of his movies in general. Uh, but are they? They're not straight up sequels. They're like they're just sister films, right? Uh, no, because they make references to each other. Oh, they do? Uh, okay, okay, that's yeah. Okay, those three: uh, Suspiria, Inferno, and Mother of Tears are all kind of. Uh, they share the same uh, like lore and they reference each other like at the end of Inferno where uh, spoiling the end of it I won't say they tie things together and they make references to each other sometimes directly sometimes indirectly with like the assumption that you've seen the previous ones in ways that are like why would that wouldn't (laughs) make sense if you hadn't seen them all but uh, I don't know. At least Suspiria and Inferno, I think, are definitely worth watching. Mother of Tears is weird. His daughter is stars in it, so it's like also kind of weird nepotism, and she's like not very good. Uh, but that's kind of like a whole. His later career, he he got a little, little off the rocker there, uh, but his early films in particular are just they're bangers, man. I highly recommend his early works. Uh, but that will do it for a show. Uh, Paul, thank you very much for taking the time to talk about horror movies for damn near two hours. Dang it. We did it again. We did it. <laughs> Although I think we came under this time. We were like three hours last year. So this is great. Oh, thank yeah, you so much, much for having me, Joe, as always. I love it. Yeah. I had to cut it into two parts last year. Uh, <laughs> uh, that probably won't be the case this time, but anyway, where can people find you on the internet? If they want to find out what you've got going on. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at Paul underscore Mide. That's P-A-U-L underscore M-E-Y-D. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Dr. Stance or Twitter at Dr. Stance, just like the Ghostbuster. All right. You can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter.com. That's a show, folks. Hopefully you have been properly spooked this Halloween season, and we'll get back to Street Fighter stuff next week. But until next time, folks, take care and be spooked. <laughs> I can't get over that sound effect. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is so fun. God, that's good. Oh, I know, take I was, care, I laughed, so I laughed so much.